crowded room Where people go to drink away their gloom He sat me down and so began The story of a charmless man Educated the expensive way He knows his Clara from his Beaujolais I think he'd like to have been running Everybody, welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and sitting next to me with my bottle of bum wine is Buck Perez. Thank you, Todd. Quite the bouquet. <laughs> now, I'm what? Gonna try it. I'm gonna try a little. Now, what we have here? Yeah, take a sip of that. What we have here is my family label. Your family label? I think I'm gonna change my last name to. That's John Sowen, by the way. I'm gonna change yeah. my uh, last name to Tisdale, like nice. Ashley. I'm gonna be like Todd Tisdale or Todd like Wayman T- Wayman Tisdale. Yeah, didn't he former Phoenix Sun and jazz artist? There you go. He was at, I mean Wayman Tisdale was uh, he did play for the Phoenix Suns, but he was uh, he was kind of legendary in two ways. He was a legendary college basketball player, like had a lot of success there. He had moderate success in the NBA, but like he was a legend in college, and he also became like a pretty famous jazz musician or smooth jazz musician. Yeah, and uh, right now I have a bottle of Tisdale wine that Buck has... Vintage, 1988. Did Wayman bottle this as well? Did he have success in three areas? Basketball, jazz, and winemaking? It's from Modesto, California, so maybe... Ooh, home of Night Train. (laughs) So I've got the Tisdale wine now. I usually keep a couple bottles of it around the house because it cost me $4 at the local 7-Eleven. That's twice as much as two buck chuck. That's right. Now, now Buck, you tell me, because I've been sipping it straight out of the bottle... Nice. And, and uh, Buck, you tell me, kind of, you know how Lycus does in the tasting room. Tell me about this bottle of Tisdale. Mmm. Oh. <laughs> Wait, a, that's not a beer that's noise. Quite a, or, or, or quite a wine a, noise. It's quite a nutty, uh, nutty afterbirth. <laughs> no uh, one, no one drinks wine and goes. Oh. That was uh, like you just took a shot of like wild turkey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know what that was. It's pretty oaky. Uh, I'm not oaky. Not feeling it too much. How long has it been open? It's been open like overnight. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, exactly. You've had that open quite a day or two, yeah? Uh, I've had it open. I bought it last night, and I, I, I burned through a lot of it. Nice. Yeah, I caught the schmeg, like bottom of the bottom yeah. of the bottle stuff. Which here's, is- a, here's, here's my favorite part of the label right here. Um, perfectly paired with your favorite pasta or grilled meat. We invite you to enjoy Tisdale Cabernet Sauvignon and share in life's endless possibilities. But considering it's like two bucks, or I mean four bucks, three ninety nine, three ninety nine. It's like why don't why aren't they more honest with this? It's like you know this goes great with a lovely fat burger or <laughs> animal style fries from right. In and Out. You know something like your that. Your jumbo jack will taste that your much jumbo better. J- exactly. Will taste that much better. Hold on, can Pair I get it with two tacos? Can I get a little more time? I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. I also enjoy Buck's technique at sipping the bum wine because you actually sip it like a bum. Like most people, when you're sipping something, you go straight. Well, middle I learned of the from the best bums. Well, I wouldn't call that around. a bum wine, honestly, though. Because but, but Buck did it out of the. He did a side a sip. little side sip. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I'm known for. Yeah. Like it was what, a Bud Light at a cowboy bar. <laughs> yeah, that's like and that's a, how bums drink wine. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's like actual wine, but that's not like bum wine. 
Well, what's the difference, uh, John, between like? Well, that's just a cheap like table wine, essentially. Yeah, this is a, okay. This is a four dollar bottle of wine, right? Similar to similar to Charles Shaw. Charles Shaw, same thing. It's just a cheap, decent table wine. Although I don't know how decent Tisdale is, but I assume it's decent. Now, um, um, but so that's like a Cabernet Sauvignon. That's a Cabernet. Yeah. yeah. I just think that they just wrote that on there. Well, <laughs> to me, it's more like Kool Aid with booze in it's it. It's like penciled in. Yeah. yeah, but like the bum wines are things like uh, your Night Train and Thunderbird, Cisco. Now, what's Mad that, Dog? Is that Ripple? What Ripple? What's Ripple? I don't know. See, I always heard back in the day, uh, Sanford's son he used to always right. say uh, Champipple. Oh, like <laughs> champ- Champagne and Ripple. That's probably Champale or something like that. Champipple. Well, okay, yeah, I, don't so, I, don't I don't know. I don't know, but... Because I think Ripple was cheap wine back in the day. Right. I'd drink to that. I'd drink to anything. <laughs> and uh, we really didn't plan on you being at the party. Well, it's my house. I should be at the party. And I got a pot of stew and some Ripple. <laughs> ripple? Uh-huh. Are you kidding? I got a fancy wine called Beaujolais. All right, then. <laughs> Beaujolais? Beaujolais. <laughs> well, we just pour it in the Ripple and call it Beaujolipple. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. like those, like uh, but your Thunderbird and your Night Trains, those are those are a little bit different. They're bum wines, but they're fortified wines. So what's the difference between just a regular wine, John Sowen? Wait, wait, this is like John Sowen's wine country. Yes. What's the difference between a bum wine and this beautiful bottle of Tisdale or a really nice bottle of Bogle? You know? Okay. Well, there's a your standard wines, anything like you know a Cabernet, a Shiraz, uh, you know a Zinfandel, whatever. Um, they're all basically just made like they're all uh, the they they're just made naturally the same way you'd make beer. Right. Like uh, you know they put all the ingredients in and they let the yeast and uh, like uh, you know the the natural uh, th- just they let the natural alcohol process go go it's run its course. Right. And so y- your average wine it's going to max out at like you know ten or twelve percent or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. Because um, at a certain point, uh, if there gets to be too much alcohol in the process, it starts to kill off the yeast or whatever is producing the alcohol, okay. and it can't produce any more alcohol. So anything further than that, that's why like uh, that's why things like vodka and whiskey have to be distilled. So okay, so now you've got the wine. Now you want to take it up a notch. And yeah. Lower, but wait, wait why, okay, if you're taking it up a notch by fortifying it by adding other shit, why does it suddenly get cheaper? Uh, because if you just like put a shot of vodka inside of my uh, seventeen dollar bottle of Gallo well, Sonoma, I, I'll pay extra for that. There's there's a, there's a cup. Well, uh, you're fortifying it two different ways. Either uh, you either dump sugar in to the process, which makes the wine sweeter, okay. and also kicks the yeast up a notch so they're like super produced and then get killed off. Or you pour extra alcohol in, and that just you know that kills the yeast off, but also makes it more alcoholic. And it's not just bum wines that do this. There are like uh, you know anything like you've seen like port or sherry. Yeah, those are all fortified wines too. And there actually are some like good classy fortified wines like that. Port but, will fuck you up, man. Oh yes, it will. I drank a bottle of port before going to Lebowski Fest. I remember because I parked right by your house. John, we went yeah. to me and my buddy Oscar. I think I tried to call you to hang out. I think yeah. it's because when you drink wine, you drink a bottle of it. It's not like <laughs> well, it's not like one glass. You're like, be, I drink a bottle. There of could that be shit. two reasons why uh, <laughs> that, that why uh, that came at you with a little something extra. One, port tends to have a higher alcohol content. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Really, so it's like nineteen really percent. Yeah. So if you're just thinking it's regular wine, it's going to come at you with something extra. It no, also, it ain't no sake. Also, I think it has more sugar too. And sugar and alcohol, as you know, can really come at you with something extra. Oh my God! Yeah, because the sugar uh, absorbs some of the alcohol. So I mean, at, like I, I assume you've seen like aftershock 
and the blue yeah. one that's like very similar to it uh, that they've had in like the, the cordial aisles or whatever uh, that like has that sugar. If you break open the bottle and eat that rock sugar, it will mess you up really? in like a serious way. Yeah, because like because it's sugar that's just been fortified with alcohol, and I mean it sucks the alcohol out of there, and it just it and it can also just make you miserable. You know, I'm and th- I think it gives you like a serious headache too. I'm thinking, you know, like Francis Ford Coppola has, you know, the Coppola Vineyards, and he puts out a yeah. really nice, like, $30 bottle of wine. Right. Or, like, the the golfer, Jack Nicholas, or is it Jack Nick? No, it's not Jack Nicholas. Greg Norman okay. has a whole, like, line of wines. I'm thinking, possibly, I'd like to lend my name and likeliness to my own bottle of fortified wine. Just yes. cheap, cheap-ass stuff. Yeah, yeah like just, a Cisco yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, it would be like Perry, Ooh, that was good. Yeah, Perry Vineyards, or maybe yeah. not even, like, Lakewood Vineyards or something. Yeah. And, uh... Just a little picture of me on there, maybe with my thumb up. Yeah, there was a Raider hat on. There was a one thing with Cisco. It like a the thing with Cisco is they used to look like wine coolers, you know, like a Bartles and James, which you know is like three or four percent alcohol, and they used to look just like wine coolers. And they used to have the slogan, uh, "What is it? Oh yeah, it takes you by surprise." <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, nice. which uh, the uh, the uh, like the Federal Alcohol Commission made them change the bottles, and they also made them get rid of the slogan "Takes you by surprise," <laughs> which, by awesome. the way, was one hundred percent accurate. Did, but did you ever did you ever sip the Cisco? I've never sipped the Cisco. Oh, yeah. uh, Thunderbird and Night Train have been. I think my one school. Choice. I think I remember one day of school ditching school and and getting schlunk on Cisco. This is back yeah. in the day. It was, it was not. I a know good a scene. lot of people that did the uh, that did the uh, Mad Dog too. Oh, yeah. Mad like Dog, all those yeah. flavored ones. And yeah. those ones are sort of like on the fence. They're kind of bum ones, but they're kind of not. Uh, it's like well, a novelty. Dog, yeah. They're kind of popular with college students that have graduated from Boone's. Because <laughs> they want a little bit more some something extra. Well, you know, Mad Dog is the official drink of nine eleven. I believe I've said it before. Whenever I look at a bottle of Mad Dog, it just it brings back blissful memories. Okay. Uh, because when um, the Twin Towers fell on September 11, 2001, the night before I had a party. Yeah. At my house with a bunch of guys that work with at Sears at my house in Long Beach, and so um, uh, the next day. I went to go to school and, you know, all the shit was going down. So uh, I, I came home and me and my buddy, uh, affectionately known as Drunk C, we decided to sit and watch. He, he stayed at my apartment all day and we watched the 9-11 coverage. But we watched Peter Jennings because Channel 7 was the only channel I got on. But what happened was my buddy Kimo, this Hawaiian dude, brought over a bunch of Mad Dog 2020 to my party the night before. It's like 60-year-old Hawaiian guy rolled up with some MD 2020. Nice. And nobody drank it, strangely, at the party. So we had two bottles of Mad Dog 2020, and Drunk C, who was obviously... Not drunk? Emotionally devastated by what happened when uh, Al-Qaeda allegedly uh, brought down the Twin Towers. I think the Twin Towers were brought down. If the other things that you might want to say allegedly. He's alleging this, yes. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, when, you know... Thermite was in. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So what happens is uh, Siano was quite upset, and whenever Drunk C gets upset, naturally, he consumes alcoholic beverages. So Drunk C blew through two bottles of Mad Dog 2020 by himself, wow. and took a couple shots of Clooney. Like that, oh. that, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? We took. I took a couple shots of Clooney too. I was upset. I didn't know what was happening. So on 9/11, whenever I see a bottle of Mad Dog 2020, um, I have the little moment where the inner eagle. He gets a tear out of one eye right. thinking about 9-11. Wow. You guys oh are kind of horrible.
Got an opinion? Email us at show at faroutpodcast.com to stream the show, read talent bios, subscribe through iTunes, and see pictures. Go to faroutpodcast.com. So, John, what was the first thing you saw when you came to my house this morning, John? I saw a Raider flag flying outside of your house. Off and, a flagpole? Yeah, off a flagpole. And I, I like walked in and I was just like, I think the first thing I said to you, I'm like, dude, why don't you just call the cops and say that you have three kilos of cocaine in the backyard? <laughs> are, like, are you just looking to get arrested? <laughs> like, what's going down here? Well, yeah, we put up a, a flag outside of my house. And, um, and I, because back when I was a, a, a kid, you know, back when the Raiders were in Los Angeles, my dad, it was funny, my dad lived in Playa del Rey. Yeah. Which is a really nice neighborhood. Yeah. I lived off of Crenshaw. Okay. <laughs> my father lived in Playa del Rey. But, uh, and so my dad had, um, you know, on the weekends I go see dad. And then what, what happened is on game day, my dad. Your parents were separated, right? Yeah. And just like, no. It's like, no, I had my own place on Crenshaw. <laughs> yeah, I, I moved out when I was six. I was seven. Yeah. And so what my dad would do is he, would, he had a balcony overlooking the Pacific Ocean on the coast of California and Very would nice. fly a commitment to excellent skull and bones Raider flag <laughs> off of in this like really ritzy area. Nice. And well, as a kid, I just thought it was awesome. But the older I get, the more badass I think it feels that my father was flying his Raider colors in Playa del Rey. Yeah. You know, it's like being in Beverly Hills and flying your Raider shit. So, uh, so as a tribute to my, it's like father, ordinances against that. I think in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. dude, you know how quickly like the homeowners association or the people on on your block, like if you're living next to Aaron Spelling and then you start flying a fucking like huge Raider flag on your house, <laughs> that's awesome. First of all, you just if the guy's home is worth a hundred million, you dropped it by at least nine million. Exactly. Yeah. And losing ten percent of your home value may not matter in Lakewood, but. That's some real fucking money out there. So I decided that I was going to fly my Raider colors and, you know, on Sundays fly it. But it just ended up because I'm lazy. I fly it all week. <laughs> and then on Saturdays, when Buck came over, Buck saw the USC flag because my my uh, woman's a USC Trojan. So uh, she she's big into USC football. So what happens is on Saturday, she gets hers. And then Sunday, I get mine. Now, if the Raiders are victorious, it stays up all week. USC oh. wins, it goes down on Sunday for the Raider flag. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, the flag was flying all week, but once I put it up, my neighbor, uh, Heather and Steve, who live next to me, they're, they're nice. They're young, young couple like, like us, and they have some kids. And um, I got... The, she, Heather pulls up in the minivan. My life is so suburban. But she pulls up in the minivan, and she goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I was like, what? She goes... Are you seriously flying a Raider flag from your house? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> and like, there was no, there was no moment where she was like, she was visibly upset. Yeah, yeah she wasn't like joking, no. like, "Oh, Todd, that's stupid. What are you doing?" She was like, "Fuck!" Like <laughs> people, I, I live next to Raider fans, so she was, she was quite upset, and because they're like Patriots fans, which is, I don't wow. under, I understand being from Southern California, and being a Patriots fan. You, Maybe that, she's that's hot worse. for Tom Brady. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the only explanation. The Raider Nation deserves to burn down homes. <laughs> Patriot fans living in Southern California. That's probably why she's upset, because you're plotting on burning down her home now. <laughs> she knows your ulterior motives. Yeah. Yes. But fuck, man. People hate 
people hate on this shit. And I was like, okay, so I'm a part of something known as the Raider Nation. Well, you know, I mean, uh, there there are some other violent names through history. Like there was the Washington Bullets, but there wasn't. <laughs> they weren't really. You know, there wasn't anything like. You know, it's it just sounded like you know a name, the Washington Bullets or whatever. Raider logo looks kind of menacing. Although the most menacing logo in all of sports. It was uh, what the Houston Astros were before they were the Houston Astros. It's the Colt 45s. They were the Houston Colt 45s, and they had a smoking gun on their friggin' uniform. Nice. So not only were they the 45s, their 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 logo had recently been fired. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the, there was a bullet that came out of that within the, probably the past 30 seconds, because I don't know how long a gun smokes for, but it can't be that long, so... Yeah, I that's fe- the only logo in sports that's more violent than a Raider logo. I feel like people think I was military if I just hung a big like Colt forty five thing. Yeah, but I'm I'm a member of the Raider Nation. Yes. and and but people hate. Let, okay, let's say if I put up, uh, I'm also I'm gonna be honest. I'm one thirty second Cherokee. So let's say I put up a Cherokee Nation flag. Do you think people would come down on me? Different sort of nation. Well, and, and you're protected as a class. It would be a hate crime if somebody came and burned my Cherokee Nation flag, or yeah. said, or if my neighbor came home. Think about it this way. Let's 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 think about things progressively here. If my neighbor came home and looked and said, Cherokee Nation. Oh fuck. Then that would be the most racist, hate crimey shit in the world. But because I have a Raider Nation thing, it's completely acceptable. Here's the difference, and I Todd. think that that's we should be a protected class. You were born in the uh, in the Cherokee uh, Nation. That's right. So you really didn't you really didn't have a choice in that. However, I was born into the Raider Nation. Hello, I told you my father was flying the Raider flag. I was born a Raider fan. You you had you you have the choice to be a Raider fan, and you certainly have the choice to do that. Not only that, I mean, uh, the, I think the other fact is that, like, I think uh, I think the stat came out recently, like ninety seven percent of all crimes committed in the U S are with people wearing Raider gear on, <laughs> whether it be like a hat, a jersey, um, you know, a T shirt, whatever. If you were true Raider Nation, you would have like a starter jacket of oh, the I, Raiders. I have one you in have my one? closet, nice. or maybe a well, non bootleg hat. <laughs> that he's wearing right now. Yeah. There was a guy at the Raider bar actually the other day with a hat on, and it said like the Oakland Raiders. But he, it was awesome because he took a black like sharpie, sharpie. and took yeah. out Oakland and just said the Raiders. Nice. But but you know what? I think that actually John. Yeah. I'm this act- this Oakland L A Raider feud is very odd. It's like because people in L A still love the Raiders, but there's something weird with this Oakland L A thing. That's been going on probably since the Raiders moved from Oakland to Los Angeles. Well, most of the merchandise just First says time. Raiders because they want to sell it to both yeah. people. Like my flag just says Raiders. But, right. but there is an actual element where you say, John, 97% of all crimes are committed by people wearing Raider gear. Yes. Cor- correct? Yeah. Think about it this way. I'm actually protecting my home because when the people in the Raider gear come to uh, rob the house they see the raider flag and it's like move along yeah they're raiders gonna, they're they gonna, move on yeah, yeah fucking a man it's the fucking raider fans <laughs> exactly eh. yeah fuck it eh let's go let's go rob the angel fans next to him or, <laughs> or the or the patriot fans you know i'm wondering uh, i'm wondering what team makes it like when you're flying their colors that makes you look like the biggest target you know i, I would figure any i think possibly back in the day if you're flying a rams flag Maybe. Because it was like it was you're like just an, a target for Raiders fans. Yeah, maybe Charger fans. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of like the wussiest like either team or logo. Or oh, whatever. the Ducks, the Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, you might be right. They were named after a fucking Disney movie. That's true. And it's not like they're named after some some cool Disney movie like Condor Man. Yeah, but but it's still a hockey team, and you know you still imagine that hockey 
players are pretty rough, you know? Just yeah. like any hockey player I see, you know, any anybody who's a hockey fan, you just figure that they could, like, scrap or whatever. Right. So, you know, you'd almost think that, like, you know, Chuck like Chuck Norris would wear, like, a Ducks jersey, just, you know, <laughs> so that you, you know, you underestimate him, and then he, like, kicks your ass or something like that. Well, I don't know. Maybe, I think you'd wear, a Kings jersey is kind of intimidating, because they had because the, they ripped off the Raiders colors. They used to have right. the Lakers colors. Right. Right. And then... But start- that's what I'm saying, is, like, you know, you, like, I, I almost think, you know, you think that the Ducks are going to be an easier target than they are. Yeah. How about like the Stanford Cardinal, a friggin' tree? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know your, your your mascot, and not just and not just it's not the Cardinals. It's one tree. There is one tree that is the mascot for Stanford. Nice. Well, if you think about it, that's kind of stupid because the people who came up with that name and logo, they went to Stanford. Yeah. And that's exactly. all they could come up with was, was a tree. A, was a tree that sounds like a bird, but it's not, and it's one single tree. It, it, that undermines it's, the in, exact integrity of the university. As far as I know, that's the only mascot that's singular. Because there are other mascots or team names that you know don't end in S, like the Heat, the Red Sox, and the White Sox. They both end in X. Um, <laughs> well, I know, I know, but but it's true. Um, <laughs> the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, you know, most the, but most team names end in S. Utah, by by the way, very popular place to hear jazz music. Well, I don't know yeah, if you guys exactly. know Louis Armstrong. Well, you know, nice look, Mormon kid from look, Utah. Huge you know Utah what? Fan. The jazz started in New Orleans and moved to, moved Utah, to Utah, and we're going to do the same thing when the Texas, when the Houston Texans finally move from Houston to L.A. and they're the Los Angeles Texans. People are going to be like, eh, not a whole lot of Texans in Los Angeles. Like, yeah, we know. Yeah, it's cool. But <laughs> the funny thing is, when the Houston Oilers moved, they moved to Tennessee. Tennessee became the Titans. Like, well, they were the Tennessee Oilers, I think, for like a few seasons, like weren't they? And then they became seasons, the Titans. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was weird. No one worked that one out. Well, they didn't. They didn't change the title immediately. It was oh, okay. weird. It, they were the Tennessee Oilers for like a year or two, and then they became the Titans. Oh, okay. What was their logo? Was, was it named? That was just, just like some. Dude. It was an oil rig originally. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I remember Warren Moon busting around in one of those. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show today. Yeah. The Raider Bum Wine Show. <laughs> First of all, we began the show, I think, with a little bit of pretty educational tasting room kind of experience. Yeah. And then uh, I think we talked a little bit about something important, which is known as racial prejudice. What? And the fact that people are prejudiced against me so First or my team. Now the Raiders First are all, a race. Even, yeah. That, the <laughs> Raiders nation, are, Buck, you want to spit hairs. The Raiders are not a race. <laughs> you guys are. Um, what would it be? Like, uh, it would be a group? But it's not a race. We are a group. It's not even a geographic region. We are a self-selected group. Yeah, I guess. All right, <laughs> but self. But you know, there, there was there's destiny involved. You got to manifest if, destiny. If, or you, something. if you understood, you, you'd agree with me. If you were a member of the nation, you f- knew how f- good it felt. I don't watch too much football. As of now, their their season is what? Well. We don't know when the show will air, but well, I got you right. But now. I assume but, they're but, doing quite well. well yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've we've lost how many so far? We've lost at least ten. one. At a point of this speaking, we're one and one, and then tomorrow we're going to go on to play uh, John's Arizona Cardinals. That's so right. We'll see what that feels like. But uh, that that's be... definitely going to be a battle of mediocrity. All right, people know. will hear this. After... <laughs> Not to date the show, but... people will hear this after it's released. I was saying uh, Cardinals. Cardinals probably win by uh, three points. That, uh, three, okay. three to five points might be true. Yeah, we'll see if we're right. Well, it's like Gradkowski's back in at quarterback for the Raiders, right? Yeah, it's still folk hero. It's still Derek Anderson for the Cardinals who. Like 
did have the Pro Bowl winning season, does have the strong arm, but is also wildly inaccurate. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, we're not sure there. It's like, is it going to be the 115 quarterback rating of the first week or the 42 quarterback rating of the second week? Who we knows? shall see. Play us out with some in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling and the jello is jiggling. Corolla 4 Corolla 9 Find yourself washed up in paradise Like before Didn't mind Someone else washed up in paradise What a nice day for a murder Call yourself a killer Or you think you're killing is your time There's nothing absurd To burn To your heart, soul, body, spirit and mind Don't look at me like that Don't take it back too much, been too unkind, get off your back, stop smoking, life, change your life, just my change, learn mine, learn mine.